Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to the MMA show sponsored by Hatton James Legal. Hatton James Legal for all your employment law needs. Please go to hattonjameslegal.co.uk and also you can hear this podcast on srbmedia.co.uk, SRB Media, King of Podcasts, and it's also available on Spotify. We, uh, you can contact the show in the usual uh, usual channels. The email is the MMA Show Seven. That's the MMA Show Seven at gmail.com. Uh, you can get us on Twitter and also on the Facebook page. Let's talk MMA. Let's talk MMA. And uh, in this uh, month's episode, in this month's podcast, we'll be previewing UFC Two Eight Two, which is Proaxa versus uh, Teixeira. Two. Um, so we'll we'll preview that fight and, uh, and the card as well. We'll have a couple of fan questions and we'll have a, a brief review of uh, UFC two eight one, Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Okay, so we'll get into the main body of the show and uh, I'll introduce my co-host. It's uh, Matthew Penny from Purely MMA. Hello, Matt. Afternoon, afternoon. It's a pleasure to be back on again. Uh, last time we talked about UFC 281, and that turned out to be uh, an amazing card, of course. Yeah. Uh, this one shaping up to be an, a, another good one. Um, a, a little bit less yeah. of a stacked main card, of course. Um, yeah. Literally the last 24 hours, and a slight change, but uh, yeah, yeah, all, all, all good still. And at the moment I still I think Darren Till I think is still on the prelims but you'd imagine on the day <laughs> they might bump that up to the main card you'd imagine yeah um, and uh, we don't make a, a secret of this that we normally record the, sh- the podcast a week or two before the actual uh, event uh, that sort of helps with scheduling because you know we do this remotely and it's sometimes easier to have a couple of weeks before um, so yeah, so actually, it's not not Prohaska versus Tex, Texera. It's uh, Blavich versus Ankalaev because there's been a huge shoulder injury for Jiri. Yeah, and he's he's, he's released a title as well. Yeah, um, I, I, I would suggest that's a bit of a um, a bit of a quick reaction. But I suppose if it's a really bad shoulder injury mm. and he's taken the decision to release it, it might actually keep him shelled for quite a while, I, I'd assume. But, uh, yeah, he's taken the decision and uh, I think originally, the, the, the listeners won't know, but originally we were going to do this show on Tuesday yeah, and it's now a Thursday, so if we did do it two days ago, um, it'd been a <laughs> bit of a wasted recording. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it's a good timing. What a good... 
Yeah. yeah, so my delay on my part, apologies for that, but my delay I think has um, caused us to be more on point with the, the predictions, I hope, I hope. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, it's a good... Uh, the topic is even more interesting now because of this twist. Um, yeah, I've just been, uh, just in the last really hour, reading articles and watching things on YouTube, and Dana White said it's one of the... Now, I know Dana White exaggerates, but he said it's probably the the very worst injury, shoulder injury, the UFC doctors have seen. So what does that mean? I don't exactly know, but uh, it seems pretty bad. Makes you wonder, you know, it's like, what, two, three weeks out from, from the mm-hmm. event. It makes you wonder what he was doing in training to make it, mm-hmm. to make, you know, an injury that bad. I mean, how hard are you going in training to... Yeah, you think so you'll be coming sure. down, coming down the last two weeks, but I don't know. Well, yeah, now's now's the time you start you, mm. you, you start ticking over, and you know maybe start losing a bit of weight if you're if yeah. you're heavy. Um, well, but there we go. Yeah, bad injury. So yeah, and um, this is just a just a thought, not even a theory. But uh, he was he was complaining, or he, or he was um, well documented that he's been tested by. USADA, I don't know, 50 times in the last six months or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, any connection? I don't know. I'm just, just throwing it out there. I've got no... Uh, it's not even a conspiracy theory. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope not, for his sake. Yeah. Because um, he, was, he was quite an exciting champion. In, oh, in, yeah. Like, he's, know, a, he's a unique really, talent. Yeah. Really worked his way up mm. as well. He didn't sort of shy away from any fights like a lot, like, not like a lot, but like a few... Yeah, fighters do. He so, wasn't uh, very strategic. He just said, "Bring them on, and I'll knock them down." Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, anyway, it's going to be Blahovic versus Ankeleyev, um, which is uh, intriguing. So we'll we'll get into that and in, uh, in the latter part of the show. But uh, we'll have, hopefully have time for a fan question or two. Um, but we'll start off with the UFC 281. Um, I think we both predicted Adesanya by five rounds. And if he didn't get knocked out, we would have been right, but he did, so we're wrong. Um, but yeah, just give us your thoughts on Adesanya losing his belt and, and obviously the way he lost it. And who too? Yeah, we were, we were very close, weren't we? We were literally a couple of minutes away from getting that spot on. Um, uh, I mean, I think sometimes, I think what we said in the predictions, it might be a case of somebody just just having the number on you and just knowing how to beat you. And that's now, was it 3-0? Yeah. Over multiple rule sets. I think sometimes you just got to say, OK, fair enough, you've got me, you know. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm sure Adesanya won't feel like that, and I'm sure he'll be back, I'm guessing, sooner rather than later for another go, I'm sure. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, just to get a knockout in the fifth round when you're probably losing the fight. Yeah, I think I think it was very similar to how he won in in kickboxing as well. I think one of the fights was a was a late knockout um, yeah. when he was losing. Yeah, so it's just uh, I didn't really like Alessandra's reaction to it after after the after the event. Um, I saw uh, Kamara just just before you uh, move on. Um, you, you made a good point about he, he was losing at least. 3-1 if not 4-0 um, rounds yeah but he, he said that Teixeira said that said to him while he was on the stool that if you don't knock him out you haven't got the title so you know it's that kind of uh, 
motivation and listening to your coach and obviously it doesn't always happen because lots of coaches say that to their fighters but Alex pulled it out of the bag yeah I love that and you know it's um, some teams might be guilty nowadays of, of just sort of being a bit soft on their guys and saying oh well we, we think you could have had two rounds or mm-hmm. you could be even going yeah. sometimes it's just best to say look mate you might be losing here 4-0 so yeah. you need to do something about it yeah um but you know, after the fight, he went on um, Helwani's show, mm. Adesanya, and uh, Usman did this as well. And he he said after his loss, "Oh, it's a weight off my shoulders. Like, I feel so much better." Mm. I, like, I don't know that like, I'm not a fighter, mm. and I don't know if it's part of the coping mechanic yeah. after losing such a big fight, right? But I just hate that reaction. Like, yeah. I just don't get it. Going on, it just—I know you don't want to big up your opponent who just beat you too much. But just to say, oh yeah, do you know what? Actually, the title didn't mean a lot. I feel so much better now. Yeah. I feel so much better without the target. I think that kind of sucks because when you win the title, you say stuff like, "Oh, I've worked my whole life for this," mm. and then when you lose it, you suddenly say, yeah. oh, "I feel, I feel, I feel better now." So, mm. what, what is it? <laughs> what, what do you? Oh, yeah. Which one is it? Um, uh, does yeah. it mean everything in the world, or you just? As soon as you get it, you want to get. I don't know. But yeah, we, we won't know. Yeah, we're, we're not world champions. Yeah. No, we're not exactly. So we don't know. But yeah, I just. Uh, it does seem strange. I agree with you. It seems seems strange from outside in, but you don't know what pressure these guys are under. Um, oh yeah, and, and you know you probably got to go through a couple of public mm. coping me- mechanisms. Yeah. Probably deep down, it probably is killing you, and you're going to mm. work hard to get it back. But yeah, yeah, publicly, that's probably just a way to deal with that, I suppose. But yeah, huge win for Pereira, and let's see where he goes from here. Now, if what you said at the top of the podcast that if um, Pereira has got Adesanya's number, and let's say Pereira fights, uh, I don't know whoever next, and then he wins, let's say he he defends it for a couple of. Uh, defends the uh, title for a couple of uh, times, three times, then Adesanya, he's, he, he'll probably want to get straight back in. But if he's got his number, then that's uh, extremely uh, difficult for Adesanya. Yeah, well, they keep, they keep talking about this African cards that they want to mm. do somewhere. I'd imagine that could be like a big main event slot, um, you know, because at one point they were looking at Usman and Adesanya going back to their African roots and doing yeah. a big African card. Now that they've both lost the titles, yeah, um, and it looks like Usman's heading towards like a big UK pay per view, which could be quite cool. With, um, with Leon, yeah. Uh, so it just really depends. I mean, Adesanya went up to light heavyweight mm. before, and l- look how that went. Sometimes it, it seems that a lot of the time Adesanya seems to struggle with like not size but like height mm. when. When he's heavily outweighed, out, you know, a guy a lot much taller than him, bigger reach, he seems to struggle. Yeah. Of course, he's beaten big guys as well. He has, but you know, the guys who have beaten him have been taller than him, bigger yeah. than him, stronger than him. Yeah. So, yeah, he's in a bit of a sticky slot, but you know, he at the same point he has earned his money, and you know, he's defended that belt a lot of times, so he's got a lot of experience under under his belt, and I'm sure yeah. he'll go from here and. Still earn a lot of money. Yeah, he seems to uh, enjoy the the limelight, the promotion part of it. So uh, that that bodes well for uh, making a lot of money these days, if you can do that. Yeah, 
and I, 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 loved, I loved how uh, I, th- I think on the last show I said I'd like to see him be a bit more serious and just drop the mm. corny dance stuff mm. and he did he actually did drop <laughs> the dance routines he, mm. he dropped all the, the fancy stuff he did and then he lost so yeah, you never know. He might. He actually might go back to that and say, "Do you know what? That actually helped me. That's part of me. That's part of his DNA." Yeah. Um, so we might see a return to the corny. Yeah. Adesanya next time potentially. Yeah. Now, now the weight has been lifted off his shoulders of being a champion. So he says yes. <laughs> yeah. Just to go back to the Prohaska situation, um, we haven't uh, discussed what it means for Teixeira. He's forty-three, forty-four now. Um, what yes. does it mean for him? Well, uh, the articles that I was reading, I sent them to you, I was reading them this, over lunch and before we started recording, and uh, one article said that he did have the option to take up a mm. last-minute fight for, like, an interim belt, and he said no. Mm. So uh, that, sh- that just shows you, you know, I think he knows his time is probably coming up. Mm. You know, he doesn't want to bother with an interim title and then, like, a two-year wait. He'd rather just drop the fight and then go from there he, he seems to be defying the age odds doesn't he so mm. if he keeps himself fit and you know well and, and not injured he, he should be okay but I, I think you know the time creeps up on us all doesn't it so it's a risky strategy for him at his age but he must think it's it the best route yeah it is, and it really depends who who wins this yeah. uh, this main event. But we'll, we'll discuss that uh, in a little bit later. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, get on to the main card. So we're going to do the the top three um, of the 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 main card. So uh, we'll start off with the old warhorse Robbie Lawler uh, versus uh, Santiago uh, Ponzi Bibio, um, Argentinian. So you probably won't be that happy at the moment. Um, yeah, it's Robbie Lawler. I mean, he's done it. He's been there. He's crazy, you know. Um, and Santiago was, you know, a couple of years ago, he was on a tear. He was, I think, six in a row or seven or something. Uh, but he's been quiet for the last couple of years. So what do you think of this one? As a Think of it as a um, career move for them and then, then the actual fight as well. I'd probably say it's Warhorse versus Warhorse because yeah. uh, Ponzinibbio has been around as, uh, himself for well, m- must be coming up to ten years mm. uh, since I've really started getting into the UFC. He was he was there. Um, so, so yeah, Warhorse versus Warhorse. Warhorse, what what a fight this mm. could be! Um, I, I think match of the year contender is chucked around a lot yeah. nowadays, but I think this really this really could be, you know. Is does Robbie Lawler another one of these guys probably coming up to the end of, of his career? How how much more damage is he willing to take? How much more uh, punishment is he willing to take for the fans? I'm sure he'd want to do it mm. for as long as possible, and I'm sure he will. But you know, five losses in his last six, wasn't it? And yeah. the only the fight that he won was against Nick Diaz who arguably didn't want to be there no um, very out of, out of shape yeah very out of shape and that's that was like in the last so last five years mm. so really so really Robbie's last meaningful win I'll, yeah. I'll put that in inverted commas but his last meaningful win was uh, Cerrone yeah. in 2017 so uh, 
Yeah, that's, a, that's a long guy, way back. Yeah. Yeah, as much as you love the guy, it might be kind of like a Frankie Edgar situation where you kind of hope that mm. he goes. You know, like you, yeah. just, you just want it to end, and you don't have to watch his his uh, demise. Yeah. Yeah, too much longer. But uh, yeah. you can't deny his no. his career. Yeah. You can't deny his the history. Yeah. And the footprint that he's left on the sport. Yeah. But it would be nice to see him go out a little bit better than uh, than Edgar did. Yeah, I mean, this has got uh, ultra violence written all over it. Um, you know, as you said, Ponzi Nibio is a very, uh, you know, very uh, aggressive fighter, and obviously Robbie Lawler has been aggressive, coming forward and just throwing uh, throwing bombs. Um, I think if uh, Robbie Lawler wins, he'll probably hang in there a bit longer. Um, but uh, if he loses, then he'll probably seriously think about retirement. He must be close to forty, Robbie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, win or lose, to be honest, I'd hope he, he he'd hang up the gloves. Mm. Yeah, he, he was forty this year, so I I just even if he wins, that'd be great for him to go right. Yeah, I've got, I've got my 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 last win. I'm I'm ready to walk off into the sunset, and mm. you know, it, you just don't want to see it's guys like that from like you know the your glory days of UFC like back when you were younger or whatever you don't want to see those yeah. kind of guys that you used to watch you don't want to see them yeah. lose twice a year every year Yeah, you, you just don't want to see it and even though he's been involved in some wars you know mm. when it's him on the receiving end every time you know it, it can it can get tough I think Pontinibio has more to to win here yeah because even though he has like I said he has been around for almost 10 years in the UFC I, mm. I still think he has more to offer if he can yeah. string a few wins together yeah um, it, it just depends because like you said he was on a tear mm. in what was it 2015 2018 I can't remember why he went away I can't really remember mm. um, but he wasn't the same when he came back no and Ponzi Nibio he's, he's a very um you know, fast starter, and he, he he likes to move forward. So uh, this should be a, a really good, uh, you know. No, I wouldn't say slugfest because they are very technical as well. Um, but uh, once it starts, once they start hitting each other, they won't stop. I don't think. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, this has violence written all over it, and it, it should be a, a really good one. I think. Yeah, and uh, you know, Robbie's had quite a few wars and uh, that fight against Rory McDonald uh, when uh, Robbie was the uh, champion and that was of just course. literally a zombie a zombie fight you know they could have cut each other's head off and they still would have carried on fighting yeah, yeah I think that was uh, that was fight of the year um, yeah. that was yeah not even not even discussed I think that was just yeah, the obvious fight of the year, wasn't it? There was no debate about that. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. So, who are you going for, P- Ponzinibbio or Lawler? I am going Ponzinibbio. Not not sure how. I, I can't see a knockout loss. You don't see it very often with, with, mm. with Robbie. Um, I I would like to see Robbie get one win and walk off into distance. I just don't think it was going to happen. I think Ponzinibbio is younger. Probably fresher, even though they're both, you know, pre, you know, our war horses. Mm. Um, so I think I think I'll get the win. I think you'll get it by decision, and uh, let's see if you can string some together. 
Yeah, I think I'll go for a Ponzi Nibio win, but I think he could TKO um, Robbie if he gives a gets an avalanche, avalanche of punches together. Then uh, you know that could uh, make the ref step in. But I agree, knockout unless Robbie's you know got old overnight or in the last year. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what are we looking at next? We're looking at the... Yeah, so uh, we've got your favourite fighter, Paddy Bimlet, versus, versus Gerard. I don't, I don't know much about Gerard Gordon, to be honest. Um, but Paddy Bimlet, for one reason or another, he's everywhere. You want to start off with the wrestling angle first? That uh, him and the AEW wrestler uh, champion, they've had a Twitter war and threatening each other with a fight or something like that, street fight. And... Oh, it's it's just... <laughs> I, li- listen, like, I, if you've listened to the show before, you, you know I'm a wrestling yeah. fan, a professional wrestling fan as well. Um, but, yeah, it's just... I prefer to keep the two separate worlds apart yeah. on a whole, to be honest. Um, but I think it's weird that Paddy wants to get involved in that when he's, you know, a UFC fighter and he's climbing the ranks, you know. Yeah, he, he's jumping. I think he's jumping ahead of, of his station, to be oh. honest. I, th- I think he's jumping ahead of where he is right, you know, right here, right now. Just, you, you're on a good... You're in a good projection here, mate. You yeah. know, so just keep <laughs> keep focused and, and do what you're doing because you're doing it really well. Even though it annoys it annoys me to say it, you're doing it very well. So mm. just yeah. just keep at it and, and okay. do what you do best. You know. So let's get to the fight itself on the card. Um, give us your thoughts on it. It's a co-main event, so uh, it's got quite a big billing. Yeah, what what a huge fight for for Jared Gordon. I, mm. I, I've got to be honest, I don't know a huge amount. No. Um, just but looking at his history, you know, he has been around the UFC for years. Still, looks like a bit of a journeyman who kind of mm. just fights up sort of one level. Um, so it, I mean, this has got you know the the, the usual written all over it. Um, mm. a, a squash match as you'd call it in professional wrestling for, for Pimlet just yeah. keep building up his record mm. keep him confident keep him ticking over keep him in the fans minds yeah uh, it's, it's it's a weird British thing but like Brits just don't get on with, with each other mm. and Paddy Pimlet being from Liverpool yeah is a, is a sore point for a lot of Brits anyway because it's usually Liverpool against the world and Liverpool against the rest of England mm-hmm. <laughs> so his, I think he's a lot more popular now, like in the states, mm. because I think they buy that level of entertainment much like they did with Connor. Yeah, Con- Connor for a long time in in, in Britain and, and even Ireland was a very fifty fifty figure, right? Yeah, Pimlet has filled that up really nicely. That mm. kind of slot that's that's missing. Yeah, he's popular out there because he's got this era, this mm-hmm. aura about him. Yeah. This, you know, gift to the gab. Mm-hmm. I think it's really forced, mm-hmm. personally. But yeah, I mean, you can't deny he, he's a, he's a solid, a solid, solid fighter mm. on the ground. And then also, he's really entertaining with his 
with his with his striking. So you know he has got the hallmark of sort of somebody who's going to be a big star for the UFC for sure. Yeah, uh, and you can have you can have the uh, you know the gift of the gab and, and those kind of credentials, the personality, but you still have to win most of your fights as well, or majority of your fights. And uh, so long as he doesn't take his eye off that, you know, he, he could go all the way to the top, or certainly get title matches. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, to be honest, I'm surprised he's not being pushed up there already I, I quite I've got to give it to Dana White you know at least he is taking the, taking it slower with Paddy and not pushing him to the moon straight away and giving him his first loss because mm. he's built, since Paddy had his second fight I think he said um, you know us scousers don't get knocked out <laughs> and I just cringe every time I hear it but yeah. over there it's actually probably considered quite a good marketing yeah. line you know well, in America you mean yeah. yeah yeah over in, in the States in the UFC in general you know that's quite a catchy line that they probably don't, don't know what a scouser is yeah. yeah they probably don't but yeah they'll go oh yeah yeah they, they don't get knocked out yeah Who, whoever they are yeah yeah it really has no it doesn't really matter he's from Liverpool you know you know but it's just uh, mm. a cool line that he's using and he hasn't been knocked out yeah so it'll be a big thing when uh he is knocked out. <laughs> yeah. You're almost uh, setting yourself up with bold. Not bold, but, you know, you keep saying it, keep saying it, and then if you do, then uh, stay off social media for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah and it's he's, he's there for a reason, and he's in that main card slot for a reason. Mm. I, I, I kind of feel sorry for, for Jared Gordon because... He must feel like he's there for a reason, yeah. Um, and he, I'm sure he's going to do everything he can to um, to try and defy the odds and and pull a big upset because that would be cool to see as well on on the main card. So it's a win-win for the UFC. Yeah. But personally, I think Paddy Pimlet has elite elite yeah. striking and and also probably even more elite on on, on the map, which makes him really dangerous. Um, yeah. So yeah. Give us your prediction then. Oh, it was it's nothing but a, a, a Paddy win mm. um, via finish, via via knockout or submission. Either or, it really it really could be either of them. He's making quite a bit of a name for himself on the ground. So let's go, uh, Paddy win via submission. Mm. I'm just having a quick look at the prelim card, and you've got Darren Till on there versus versus Du Palacis. Uh, you've got uh, Gustafsson versus OSP, Ovin St. Pru, and uh, you've got Jarzinho, Rosenstruck. So it's quite yeah. a good... Uh... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Prelim card as well. Yeah, there's only four fights on that main card. I, I, I really expect mm. um, one of those fights to be bumped up. Yeah, probably till. Yeah. And, and then... Uh, Paddy may not be able to say your scousers don't get knocked out because if Till, well, yeah. Till does get knocked out that would be four in five or five in six or yes yeah, it's, it's really not looking good I, I know uh, sorry we're jumping back down the card but just, yeah. just quickly on Till it's a, it's a big fight for him as mm-hmm. well on this card you, you think he really needs to get a win like quickly and now I know he's forming like a weird friendship with um, Jemayev the, um, uh, Hamzat I, yeah yeah, but that's not really gonna do anything in the eyes of the <laughs> UFC. They'll drop you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Paddy Pimlet. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty definite. Can never guarantee, but uh, nine times out of ten, I think he'll he'll get that one. So moving on to the main event, the new main event, and the new champion, whoever it's going to be. Blahovic uh, versus Ankaleev, and I, I when I messaged you this morning that there's been a change, and you said, "Oh, another Dagestanian champion." <laughs> yes, um, it's almost like a set formula now. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Cheers for spoiling my uh, my prediction. Um, <laughs> it's. Blachowicz has done such a good job, you know, like years ago he was kind of seen as sort of a bit of a journeyman mm. of the division and then he strung such like a, a good... I think he, he knocked out Rockhold first and that started his uh, rise to the top, I think, uh, or got him yeah, noticed he, anyway. Yeah, yeah even even before uh, that when he not, got knocked out to, uh, to Santos he had a, a full run of wins there, so like it was like either side of that... He's had some really good uh, victories over the past few years. And, you know, of course, after the Santos loss, he developed this kind of more persona of just standing and banging mm. and getting these knockouts. And it's been, it has been pretty entertaining. And it's been a big shift for me going into, like, really getting into the UFC, like, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Seeing, oh, this journeyman like heavyweight you know yeah. whatever he'll pick up a win here or there and then lose a few to this powerhouse yeah then hats Adesanya his first MMA loss yeah I mean that for me was shocking like mm. back in 2021 I know you can talk about the weight difference etc but I still put Adesanya as like the favourite in that fight yeah and so that it was a huge shock for me personally um but yeah, this this Dagestani um, line of, of fighters coming into the UFC—they came in years ago, and now suddenly they're all on 
mm. like ten win streaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just and just just taking over. Uh. And, and of course, obviously, we're used to Dagestani the Dagestani fighters coming in and being immense wrestlers. Mm. It, this guy is, is just the opposite completely. I'm yeah. sure he has wrestling in in, in his sure. bag somewhere. Yeah. We've never seen it. We've <laughs> never seen it. He's just too busy knocking people out. Yeah. So, un- unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's from Dagestan. There's almost like a a conveyor belt of fighters who become champions, and then the you know. Well, you yet to see if uh, Makovic. Uh, becomes dominant. He's only just won the fight against uh, won the championship against Oliveira. But uh, it it all it's almost like a they have a recipe, like an algorithm that they train in wrestling as their base. They do sambo, then they learn the stand up when they come to the states. And if you put it all together well enough, and your your base is still your submission wrestling, then. Um, you know, it comes comes good, and uh, it could be an era of that in the next five years, and until someone develops enough skill, when they get taken down, they don't get submitted by these guys. It could be that as they uh, dominate for the next four or five, maybe I don't know, ten years, it, it takes them back to the early days of UFC when Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Boyce Gracie, you know, you, you could have seen him being champion for the first five, six, seven years. I know he was champion, I think, three times. But, um, you know, there was like a formula. They come in, they do this. You know what they're going to do. Everyone knew what Habib was going to do. But how do you stop him? Yeah, and it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a change from what I said about Paddy. I said, you know, being a scouser, being from Liverpool, that has no effect on your ability to fight. But it seems for these guys, being from Dagestan, suddenly it, it it's got a, a sort of reputation in the sport now. As mm. soon as you say, "Oh, this guy's from Dagestan," your ears prick up straight, yeah. straight away, and yeah. you go, "Oh, well, I kind of already know what I'm expecting from this yeah. guy." Yeah, um, I can't think off the top of my head somebody who is the uh, you know the exception to the rule, but. Mm. Mm. You know, it, it is crazy actually how you know scousers. I'm sure do get knocked out, but Dagestani's they don't seem to lose. Yeah. It's, uh, mm. it's amazing, and, and this guy is just so so good with his striking as well. Yeah, it'd be quite cool to see if he actually can wrestle in in the cage. We just really haven't seen it, and he hasn't needed to show it. Yeah, it it could be a case of uh, until he needs to show it, he. Uh... He doesn't have to uh, show it, but uh, apparently his speciality is Greco-Roman wrestling. So Greco-Roman wrestling, where uh, it's more of a clinch rather than takedowns and control, and uh, you can get some pretty good suplexes out of that. Uh, yeah, it's kind of perfect. It's kind of perfect for the slug, the slug style yeah. of his of his striking against the know, cage. And- yeah. Yeah, and of MMA, it, yeah, it's just uh, it's going to be a deadly combo. But if Bakovic has sort of become in recent years the guy to, I, I think I think it might have been him who had like a, a run of, of three title fights mm. where he was the underdog for all of them. 
Right. Like he was just constantly the underdog, yeah. Blakovich, and just came through it. So, you know, I'd even put him as the underdog for this fight. Mm-hmm. But because he's built a reputation recently, you know, it's always in the back of your mind, oh, well, he could shock him. You know, he could shock us. You, you, you don't know. Of course, yeah. But I think with, with the, the, the Dagestani behind Ankalev, mm. I, I know where my money is going. So you're going for Ankalev, yep. Yeah, I'm going Ankalev, uh, TKO. Okay. It's, it's going to be a finish. Mm. I think I'll agree with you. Uh, it's a mission, possibly, uh, but TKO probably, judging by his previous number of fights. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you. So, uh, if, it, if it's going to be a submission, I would say Blakovich, uh, to be honest. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I know he's black belt in in jiu-jitsu. Mm. And um, if if I'm right in saying, I think Ankalaev's only loss in his career mm. was a submission in the first oh in the first UFC fight, of course, Paul Gray. Yeah. The, yeah. La- the last second of the last round mm. in London a few years ago. I actually do remember that as well. I remember, remember watching that live. That sounds crazy. But yeah. So if it's going to be a submission. The, the slight bit of evidence suggests it could be Blakovich in favour, but mm. I think Ankalaev and his in his Dagestani heritage will come through. Yeah, I think I think so as well. Yeah. Okay, um, we'll move on to a fan question, and uh, this one is from uh, Joseph, Pennsylvania, USA. Um, and it's regarding John Jones because I think in the last month or so Stipe Miocic was going to be his opponent then he wasn't um, and now it looks or, or I read something very briefly that Francis Nagano so that, that's got to be a title shot so what do you think is happening with John Jones? Oh, I just I just don't know and it's almost like he's been away for so long it's almost hard to care um, it's like when he's in the news even when he's been away supposedly putting on this weight mm. he's been in the news for other things Yeah. so I just you know he's been arrested a couple of times while he's been away mm. um, I, I, I would I, I always put him as, at the top of my goat list for oh sure um, yeah whatever you sure, think of him sure. personally but um, yeah. yeah but looking at in cage alone He's at the top of my list. So, yeah. yeah. For, for me, seeing him finally go up to heavyweight and see if he can do it there. Yeah. I've wanted to see that for so long. But it's almost like he's so silent about it and so quiet and is not showing anything this, us anything about it. Mm. And that he's continued to be in the news for other things. Yeah. It, it just, for, for me, it dwindles. Because every year, I come into it into the year thinking, right, well, this is going to be the year we're going to get, you know, him mm. versus Stipe, and it's going to be crazy. And then we don't get it. And then Ngani became champion, mm. and then it was like he might leave, he might not stick around. So I was yeah. like, okay, well, who's John Jones going to fight? Oh, he must be fighting for the the um, the heavyweight title because yeah. going to be stripped from Ngani. If that's going to be crazy, yeah. well, that hasn't happened yet. Because yeah. Garnin now might stay around. <laughs> um, is John Jones going to put it all on the line against Ngarnu in his first fight? Mm. Probably not. And then Miocic said he didn't want to fight him. 
So every like page turn, mm. I just lose a little bit of hope every single time. And possi- um, possibly a bit of uh, lose a bit of interest, possibly. Yeah, yeah but I, I know as soon as it's announced officially, and I you you'll, know, you'll be back I on. That, yeah. Oh yeah, I hope I hope happens at UFC two eight two because they like to do that, don't they? They like to drop like a main event mm. announcement mid event. Yeah. I want to be watch. I want to be watching UFC two eight two, and I want to see that picture pop up in the bottom right hand corner showing Jones. And in guard anybody to yeah. be honest at heavyweight. I want to see that that picture pop up. Yeah. And then I'll be then I'll be in. I'll be hooked. I'll be ready. But you know, <laughs> yeah. John Jones' last fight, February twenty twenty. Yeah. Before, before literally before COVID kicked off. So that's nearly nearly three years. Yeah. Nearly three years, and that kind of time slot to, for a lot of top guys can you know mm. time out that can. That can hurt, and it's got to as well. You know, it, that's been we've been hearing about his weight, him putting on weight for literally about two years. Mm. Every year, he said, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm putting on muscle the correct way." Well, <laughs> it's, that's been a long time now, mm. in my opinion. Anyway, you know. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. It's um, it's just a seems like a never never ending saga. It started with. Jones tweeting and ranting about getting paid and things like that. Uh, you know what he's worth and MMA fighters in general. That starts a whole debate over pay in the UFC. So, uh, and he's he's not getting any younger, and uh, so no, he has to keep he, an eye on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and if I was to put all of that aside, I would probably say that John Jones beats every heavyweight in the division. Mm. Um, Excluding Ngannou, yeah, I yeah. think Ngannou is that big, that strong, that powerful. Mm. I think you can put him against anybody. I think you can even put him against the best boxers in the yeah. world, mm. and say that's a that's going to be a that's going to be a close one. So, yeah, I think John Jones beats every heavyweight apart from Ngannou. That's that, that's really close. Yeah, but I'm. I'm if it's true and Ngannou is back to being focused on the UFC, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm all for it, and I'm happy that he is. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of you know that they were teasing Ngannou Fury yeah. for a little while. Mm. I, I, you know, I, I like to keep things like normal, but that kind of fight, I, I was that that that's tasty to me. Mm. That that really would have uh, would have tickled the taste buds. Yeah. Yeah, Nagano obviously a big, powerful guy, but against the best boxers, I, I don't think he would fare well um, because of his skill. But John Jones is—he's not a dec- decorated wrestler in terms of you know NCAA and Olympics, but when he needs to use it, he, he does use it extremely effectively. Um, yeah, he just seemed—he just seemed to have. Even if he might not not have had it, you know, in terms of numbers, he just seemed to have been longer than everybody. He mm. seemed to have had like the reach on everybody, and just seemed to handle pressure so well. And mm. and his his stand up game was so good, and keeping people at distance, it was like they couldn't even really get close to him anyway. Mm. Yeah. We, we saw that with DC on a number of occasions. Like he was just so good at keeping him at a distance and keeping it upright. Yeah, that 
you know, DC couldn't do what he did best, and, and you know, DC is kind kind of different ball game anyway because then you bring in the mind games that those two had. Mm. It was a weird time when yeah. those two were feuding in the <laughs> UFC. It was like, it was great fun, yeah. But then you know, John Jones would always ruin it with a a drug test or whatever, wouldn't he? So yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's. Um... Okay, so I think in summary, we're, we're hoping he comes back, and we are getting a little wary of his, uh, shall we say, antiques or whatever the position is. You know, he he doesn't fight because of this or that, but when he does, I, I think I'm with you. you know, the excitement will come back because he is one of the best, if not the best, to ever do it. Yeah, just just do it. Just give us, mm. even if it's like in six months, drop. Drop the fight. Give us the give. You know, tell us where it's going to be and when it's going to be. And give, give us some, give like, us a build up. March. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give it. You know, just give give us something because yeah. you know it, it would be entertaining when he comes back. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know if it's legal keeping him away or, or whatever. It no. must be something legal at the moment. It's got to yeah. be. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're nearly coming to the end of the the podcast, but. Um, making the news so we'll just do a quick roundup of MMA news but Conor McGregor's posted pictures of uh, looking very bulky and muscular and and I think Anthony Smith on Michael Bisping's podcast was saying he's on steroids and you got any views on that or I just knew you were going to say Conor's name when you said MMA news I just, <laughs> I just had a feeling you were going to mention Conor McGregor um I am bored of seeing his name. Yeah. Bored of seeing his antics, mm. his stupid tweets. Yeah. You know, the, the, the pictures he sends out, mm. the weights that he's supposedly at. Yeah. I, I just don't care. I, I, it, coming from, you know, I, I, I won't hide it, Conor McGregor was one of the main mm. personalities that really hooked me into the UFC. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. His, his rise sort of coincided with me really hooking on to it right uh, also with a bad you know yeah. not great WWE and professional wrestling world got a bit boring yeah it was crazy you know I was growing up I was becoming an adult and I mm. craved something a little bit more legit so I won't hide that fact but I'm just sick of seeing his name and okay. that comes with it uh, right let's, now let's move on to some other news then yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Chimaev says he's offered to fight Alex Pereira but uh, I've not seen anything official I've just sort of seen seen little uh, clips of things really bring it on yeah bring it on yeah, yeah 100% I'm, 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 I like what Chimaev is doing mm. I, I like it a lot and I don't want to push him too hard too quickly though you know mm. I, want to, I want to see him beat the right people but yeah. you know he's, he's, he's beat Burns he's beat Holland now yeah um, he beat the real the really promising uh, Chinese fighter as well I forget mm. his name now he, he, Lee was it so he's going in the right direction for sure mm. yeah just uh, a, a big main event would be cool you know, yeah, yeah. Good and yeah. Maybe not straight away for the title, but if if, if that is what uh, what is decided, I I'd, I'd be here for it. And 
what, what a fight that would be. Yeah, but how, how big was Alex Pereira versus uh, Adesanya? He was like a, almost like 220 pounds versus uh, Adesanya. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily, I mean, easily like height easily. height wise, they were the both they're both six four, I think. But he just bulk and this bone structure, he was just massive. Yeah. Huge, huge, and um, I know we're going back into that fight slightly, but I, I I really thought Adesanya might have had him if he had another thirty seconds in round one. Yeah, for sure. When, when yeah. he when he when he rock, rock Pereira, yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was like, oh my god, like no way. Mm. If that was if that was thirty seconds earlier, mate, I think I think I think Adesanya would have had it. But yeah, Pereira's bulk and just mm. size. Yeah, you, you've got to ask. I think wasn't he the last one to weigh in as well for that fight? Yeah, he I, just I had five minutes left or two minutes left. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I usually watch them. Um, the weigh-ins I couldn't find a good stream and I was just watching the tweets come in saying there are a lot of nervous looking <laughs> like a lot of nervy looking people up, yeah. up on stage waiting for him to weigh in yeah um, so, so you've got to ask the question you know is your weight cut going alright you know mm. can you make that wait for a significant amount of time and defend the belt yeah or is a quick jump up going to be on the cards he, he could, he could uh, ring up a certain scouser and get advice of him who, who cuts 50 pounds for the fight, apparently. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you maybe you see him looking at that um, that weight situation and thinking, well, let's maybe test Pereira like really quickly mm, against somebody like Chimaev. Yeah. Yeah. Just try and get, not try and get a belt off him, but if he loses, yeah. like quite early quickly, on. Yeah. He, he can then bump up to a, a more uh, safer yeah. weight class where he's not going to miss or you know he's not going to kill himself for cutting the weight. And also, if you give, if you give these kind of guys a longer layoff, they're obviously going to put a lot of weight back on, which means it takes a long time to take it off again. So if you give him three to four, five months, then he's still relatively in shape and obviously you normally announce it two months before. So Alex Pereira will know, you know, two months in advance, I've got a fight. I can't balloon up to 2.30 or whatever he balloons up to. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's going to be tough. And he's got a lot of muscle as well. He, mm. he look, it wasn't like he, he has a lot of body fat to burn. No. Um, but, uh, but I've just, just, I've just seen this news article that you may have seen. Uh, it might have been the same one, but apparently Chimaev wants to fight Pereira. Yeah. At UFC 282. Yeah. Which, <laughs> That's the one I was it. looking at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't rush it. Just say, you know, in January, I could kind of, you know, I, I get that. That's a good, you know, that's still five, six weeks of, of, a, of a camp. But, but Chimaev knows that. He's, he's getting clever with the PR, maybe hanging around till. Um, but he knows the more outrageous his statement, the more press he gets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's probably he's probably sucking in Pereira to like you know mm. oh, appear at the event with me because he's going to be there with Till, like you said. So yeah, you know, they have a little face off there. Yeah, UFC will probably love it. You know, yeah, it's it's like a natural promotion without them spending any money. Yeah, hey, and if the fighters are willing to do that, then yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that brings us to the the end of the podcast. So we've covered the. Uh, probably a bit more than we thought we were but that's always good I think Um, so um, just let 
the listeners know what you go into any events or you're just on your Twitter at the moment and other social media stuff? Yeah, so it's at Purely MMA on Twitter. Um, it's only been a couple of weeks since we last recorded, um, so no news on any shows so far. Yeah. Um, but like we mentioned earlier on the show, um, it looks like uh, Kamaru Usman and uh, Leon Edwards are he- heading for a, a, a UFC London or UFC UK pay-per-view, possibly at a stadium somewhere, which would be epic. I think uh, they should do sure. that in. Uh, they should do that in Birmingham because. That's where Leon Edwards is from, so. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm here for that, hundred percent. Put it in a stadium somewhere. Yeah. Or, or even one of the big indoor arenas in Birmingham. That would be also cool. Yeah, the NEC. Um, yeah. Yeah, as, as long as UFC keep in mind about pricing, mm. usually they whack a, a fight night card in the UK and charge like massive prices, and it just prices a lot of people out. So remember that as well, UFC, please. And and also they've started. Um, for the US market they've started the pay-per-views as in local time for the US so in in the in Britain it would start three in the morning for us yeah because I I think they did that for um, Bisping Bisping? Henderson yeah Yeah. they only moved it like an an hour or two forward so the main event was kicking off at 3am yeah Uh, that's horrible so keep that in mind please UFC yeah Uh, but not UFC events apparently KSI is fighting Dylan Dennis oh yeah that that, uh, yeah Dylan Dennis was just everywhere wasn't he getting slapped and punched and then finally got a fight yeah yeah we slapped KSI at a boxing event yeah and then he got punched by some other guy and Anthony Taylor I think I think who's like a he is an MMA guy I think Right. Um, for Bellator I think but yeah, yeah. so apparently that, that fight is official in London in January which might might uh, tempt me just for a good laugh to be honest um, I might have to go there and support Dylan Dennis you know just you know, team MMA but we'll see uh, yeah so purely MMA on Twitter yeah uh, we live tweet most live events and uh, create cool discussions so pop along and uh, yeah okay great so uh, this has been the MMA shower the MMA shower so Hatton uh, sponsored by Hatton James Legal that's hattonjameslegal.co.uk and uh, the podcast is available on srbmedia.co.uk that's srbmedia.co.uk and it's also on Spotify if you do a search so uh, thank you for listening please keep the questions coming in uh, we'll try to do more questions next time and uh, yeah thank you all and good evening good afternoon good morning wherever you may be thank you tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.